And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. And do you hear that sound? That that is the sound of the transfer portal preparing to open the machinery that runs the NCAA's football transfer portal. Will you make that noise again? (laughs) <laughs> the machinery is getting those those blast doors ready to open so that the the deep space of the portal can be seen saturday is when it's happening by the way so we got the portal authority max olson on with us me and ari washman uh we are very intrigued by this max because this is the first year of windows and we saw when the first window opened post regular season it was Katie bar the door. Everybody's jumping in. There's another window, you know, it post, you know, around signing day. But this is the one where people have gone through spring practice. They kind of know where they stand and they make their decisions. So what should we reasonably expect on Saturday? Is this going to look like what we saw in December or is this going to be a much more muted affair? I think we can safely assume no tampering has occurred in the past few months. None. And they don't do uh, that. nobody has thought about going in the portal in the past few months. And uh, no one will be bothered by that. No, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see like what the pool of players looks like. Um, I think my my feeling was around this time last year, like, you know, last year there was a May 1 deadline. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like a lot of the um, April entries, like right before the deadline, were... Guys that, um, you know, quite frankly, probably were being run off of the place they were at. Maybe the school has had too many, you know, scholarship players and had to get back to 85 or guys that were just kind of being told, hey, you're not really going to have a chance to play here. Um, and we've kind of written extensively, extensively about how that's become easier than ever to kind of process guys out. Um, and the rules have, have changed in that favor. And so, like, there will be a, a good amount of that, I'm sure, Um that uh, that happens between now and the and the end of the month, as as especially for these schools that want to take more players out of the portal, which means you're just going to have to drop a few more uh, to make room for them. But I think that there's also a chance here. I mean, there's going to be demand. There's definitely going to be demand. There's going to be schools that, whether it's um, you know the high profile positions or just in general uh, throughout their depth chart, need to find guys that they can plug in Te- and play. Texas A and M is a good example for this. It, they, they've got a probably pretty strong first twenty-two. Yeah, but they need some depth, and, yeah. and I think their scholarship. Sam Khan Jr. has written about this, and and we have a video on our YouTube page where he talks about it. I, they, they're down numbers, and especially if they lose some guys who don't think they're going to play, they're going to have to to fill fill in some depth there. Absolutely. And there's going to be some first time staffs that either have to load up quite a bit or have to cut back quite a bit coming out of their first spring. So like, I do think you're going to see, I, you know, this time, uh, you know, last year at the deadline, Jordan Addison was the big name, obviously. Yeah. There ended up being some some really good players. Um, Charlie Jones going to Purdue is a great example. 
Um, I think Jaden Daniels leaving Arizona State was a little bit more of a spring deal than than winter. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some guys that can definitely impact this season um, that I think will probably make moves here for the deadline. Of course, grad transfer can keep going in uh, past the window, but I think we will see some big time ones and, and some big competitions there. But um, it's hard to tell. It's always hard to tell, especially when it's the first year of this rule, just like how good is the crop of players going to be? Yeah, we had Seth Emerson on the other day because that's one I wondered. It felt like Carson Beck at Georgia was was the in the in the lead pretty clearly, but Seth said Brock Vandegrift has has made it a competition, and then but they really like Gunnar Stockton, who's the youngest of that bunch. And my guess is if you're, if if only two are going to be there, it's the guy who's going to start and the younger guy mm-hmm. would would be my guess. But Seth said he's not sure how that goes down and the way their schedule sets up. Perhaps they could. Play them, you know, play the two older guys both early, and then figure it out from there. But I don't even know if you need to do that at this point. If you have three, if if you only have two, you probably probably do need to hold on to those two. I mean, if I were a coach, I would I would be trying to take my quarterback battles into into fall camp and not trying to say anything definitive out of coming out of a spring game. Um, But but ultimately, like we saw this with Baylor last year, like in some of these cases the battle is going to kind of settle itself here at the end of the spring. If someone's saying, Hey, I'm starting or I'm leaving. And, and we we've seen that before. I'm, I don't think that all of the quarterback battles that are like um, that, that are on our radar are going to like be resolved here within the next couple of weeks. But um, yeah, certainly like you, you know, there's the high profile ones like Georgia, Alabama, Ohio state that you've talked about before. Um, you you kind of wonder, like, I think if you're in one of these battles and you, you, you believe in yourself and you're confident and you, you hopefully you put good stuff on tape, but I'm sure for a lot of these guys in their back of their mind, there there is kind of a plan B here if it feels like it's not going your way. One of those the things that that I think was going to influence this is the NCAA has said they're not going to just hand out waivers if you're an undergraduate making your second transfer. Like last year, they were just, okay, waiver, waiver, waiver. You get a waiver, you get a waiver, you get a waiver. I don't think that's happening because I think we'd have we'd have already seen more people either threaten to go in or just go in. I've seen a lot of repeat entries um, in the portal, um, certainly in this cycle, guys that you look at their bio and they've been a few different places. Um, and, you know, I, I think if you're not a grad transfer, uh, I, I think it is going to be, be tougher for you here going forward in terms of being eligible to play right away. Um, you know, I think that the uh, it, it's tough because I, I'm sure somebody is going to challenge it and maybe there will be, you know, I think at this, you know, last summer, Everyone was like not worried about it. They just felt like, yeah, NCL is approving everything. They're going to be able to get this. But yeah, you would think, especially in some of these where you've got like battles where maybe there's a guy who's already transferred before, probably a safe bet that they either aren't going to transfer again or, or um, you know, they may go in the portal and figure out, oh, I'm going to have an issue if I try to go somewhere else. When you look at like actual quarterback battles in the in the spring and it's like these coaches are playing a game of well, let's see how far I can push this down the road and, and see if I can, you know, pretend like this is still alive. Like, do you think that's kind of messed up? Like, I, I think about that all the time of just like, if you, I think it's very messed up. And I actually think now with NIL and with the, the free transfer that players can force the action on something like that. If they feel like a competi- QB competition is BS or a position, it, any position competition is BS they can force the action post spring and make something happen. You know, like, that's I, the I one thing gotta, about the transfer. Go ahead, Max. 
I, I just got a clip on my Instagram the other day of, of a young Ari Wasserman interviewing Joe Burrow after Ohio State spring game and asking him about the last impression he made and whether he feels good about his his chances right Where before did that he clip ended come up from? I just some it was like a, some uh, a collection of Joe Burrow Ohio State clips. Wow, that's weird. So I just randomly was yeah. was me. But but uh, that's a great example of beautiful. one. Joe was Joe was a graduate. He could go anywhere he wanted to, whenever he wanted to. He had a free transfer, and they had to make a decision. Like that, they forced he forced the action on that. I'm sure that that Urban Meyer would have loved to have Dwayne Haskins and Joe Burrow on the roster in 2018. But the the fact of the matter was Joe Burrow knew he was good enough to start somewhere and there were plenty of places that needed a starter. So uh, we're but because I mean, if you're doing things right in recruiting, you're going to run into these problems every once in a while, you know? Yeah. Well, we had this discussion in Stars Matter, too, the other day. Yeah. uh, And and the the question was, um, do you think that the way that coaches recruit quarterbacks out of high school, is that going to be changed? You know, because. You know, some people like to stagger it, you know, top 100 guy every other year, then three star developmental guy. And and then also, too, like, do you think that there's going to be more uh, instances of of two top 100 quarterbacks in the same class the way that we saw with Alabama a year ago? You know, now that you have a result of, well, I can go give it my best shot, go to a place if it doesn't work out, despite the fact that the depth chart is, is backed up, like I can take the shot and leave whenever I want. Like, I think that the programs that are recruiting the quarterback position, the best out of high school are going to f- run into this like every other year, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a problem though. I like, I, and, and I, like I have a friend who is a big fan of a school and, and will text me and they're like, is this quarterback going to leave? I'm like, yes, they're all going to leave except the guy who starts. Like it's just how it works. Don't get sentimental about it. And I can tell you right now, the coaches aren't sentimental about it. Yeah, Nebraska is in a, in like the the most unique situation of all time in this era. They have six scholarship quarterbacks right now. Yeah, um, which is plenty. Um, and so, like, you, there's a lot of speculation <laughs> around here about like, um, well, you know, pro, like who's going to leave, and like, well, would anyone want to leave? It's like, yeah, it's going to happen. Like, that's yeah, just if you pro, keep recruiting, promo, they're going to keep leaving. That's just how it goes. Promo, Max and I interviewed Matt Rule for our new guys series sure did. and you're going to hear that interview on Monday's episode of the show. And we asked him about the, making the quarterbacks live during spring practice. And he's, he, he said he's done it in the past, but that's also something you can do when you have six quarterbacks. <laughs> yes, you can. I, now two Is of that called natural selection right, now, right there? Still, <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing too. It's like, um, Aaron Nolan committed to Ohio State this past week, and I was talking to Manny about what that meant for Miami. And uh, Miami picked up a three-star kid that they like as a developmental project. And um, he goes, well, I think it'll be fine because they'll just figure something out in the portal. And it's like, I don't know how to feel about that because it's like, yes, there will be the inevitable loser of the Georgia battle in, in the portal or whatever. But you would much rather be on the side that's recruiting too well out of high school and losing guys and being the program that's trying to pick up the ones that lost the battle. Right. Well, George is an interesting one to, to, to put in here because Kirby smart on national signing day, didn't sign a quarterback and got asked about it. He's like, eh, whatever. We just get one out of the portal. If we needed one. Now they don't need one. They have three guys that they feel like are pretty good. And, and uh, Matthew C in the chat asked us if they're going to lose one of those. 
I'd say they're going to lose one of those. I, I don't know when that's going to happen, but I, I, I would imagine they lose one of those. So, but they didn't need to sign anybody this year. They went all in on Arch Manning. He picked Texas. By the time that happened, there wasn't anybody else that they felt particularly passionate about. And they were like, ah, whatever. And I think if you are that sort of program, the kind that competes for national titles or conference titles regularly, you can probably do that. You can put the bat signal up if you feel like you need to get somebody out of the portal and magically somebody good will enter the portal. Well, well also like no the Georgia staff whatsoever. is not going into the spring saying like, like they, they know, like they know how yeah. this is probably going to go. Right. You can, like if Brock Vandegrift decides, Oh, I want to try to be a starter somewhere else. No one's going to be like, wait, what, what is he thinking? Like that right. just, <laughs> everyone kind of gets that. And so you make that plan, you know, long in advance of like how you think it's, it's probably going to go. And, um, yeah, it, it's hard to hold on to backups, obviously, but, um, you, you have to be like realistic to, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you see it going at Ohio state, Ari, for example, like, do you think the guy who doesn't win that battle is at least finishes out the, the fall? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think if it's McCord, he'd probably leave sooner, right? Cause he's a year older and Devin Brown isn't playing in the spring game. I guess he had a small procedure right. on his throwing hand. Um, but I think Devin Brown could understand, like, could you could make the case that being the backup quarterback at Ohio State or a place like Georgia or Alabama is a better job than being a starter at a middle tier program, especially if there's a path to the field? Mm-hmm. Um, but the case with these places always is, too, though, that you might see the path to the field in front of you. But what is behind you? Because you're inevitably going to have another quarterback battle with another five star prospect that they brought in a year or two after you. Um, so, like, I would always think, like, what does the next quarterback battle look like? Not when is the guy in front of me leaving? Because that to me is going to be a super interesting thing. Um, you know, that that is the thing that I find most fascinating about this whole situation when it comes to the quarterback position is that we believe that coaches who take quarterback competitions into the fall, you know, most of the times before this era are like actually struggling with their decision right like i've covered yeah you've all covered quarterback battles that go down to the wire and mine particularly happened to be solved five minutes before kickoff in the 2015 season <laughs> but if we're in a position in the spring where we are putting coaches or the the transfer candidates are putting coaches in a position to make a decision in the spring i wonder if that's going to lead to more wrong decisions or wrong choices which then will mean more jewels in the portal leaving you know, because it's like you could go with Carson Beck at Georgia. Not that he's not the best one, but let's just say Carson Beck isn't the guy. And then Vandegrift transfers and then wins the Heisman wherever he goes. Like, I wonder if that's going to be more common than we thought it was before this whole thing started. Right. And you've seen Beck play a little bit in games, but you, you haven't really seen. I, I think Vandegrift's gotten into a few, but n- none of them have played really when the games were on the line. So you don't you don't know. I'm trying to think of of time because we we made a big deal when Dave Aranda picked Dave, uh, Blake Shapin mm-hmm. last year after spring practice and Gary Bohannon uh, ended up transferring to USF. I'm trying to think of other times it's happened. I do remember Will Muschamp did it. You remember Florida had the 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 very good season in 2012. They made the Sugar Bowl. They lost to Louisville. Muschamp after spring practice, or maybe even before spring practice, but basically said Jeff Driscoll's the guy. Jacoby Brissett then walks. And one of the reasons Muschamp did it was he didn't think it was fair to Jacoby Brissett to hold him hostage. Like he, he's like, go 
and find somewhere where you can play. And Jacoby Brissett obviously became a very good quarterback at NC State. Yeah, so QBU. That's right. And that and that was the wrong decision. Not mostly because Driscoll got hurt that year, but Driscoll winds up getting you know transferring eventually to Louisiana Tech. And so if if Jacoby Brissett had been Florida starting quarterback in 2013, perhaps they don't go four and eight. We'll see. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. I'll give you the list here too, just just to put in perspective, like how this how this is going to go. Okay, all the battles from last year that we talked about. Okay, Cade McNamara transferred, Hudson Card transferred, Luke Altmyer transferred, Haynes King transferred, Jacoby Criswell transferred, Zach Kilzada transferred, Donovan Smith transferred. Like that's just you know whether it's now and I don't know how many there will actually be in May, but whether it's now or it's December, like the guys that doesn't go their way, pretty much all of them are going to end up leaving. That's just kind of the yeah. the state of the sport right now. Yeah, but the stakes right now, too, in the spring, if you are like, well, who's going to win, Kyle McCord or Devin Brown, or who's going to win at Georgia, who's going to win at Bama, these competitions, maybe not at Bama because Milrow played a ton last year, uh, but you're having competitions between two quarterbacks who haven't played yet. Like, I was one of the people who could not fathom in uh, 2018 or 19, whatever the year Fields left uh, Georgia, how like Kirby Smart could have let that man walk out of his building yeah. under any circumstance. It's like, but at the same time, too, there is something to be said about you know seniority, leadership, and, and the the loyalty that you could have. And, to Jake and the Fromm, guy but, like, taking about, you to a national title game, yeah, true. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like, I can understand that, but like when you're making a decision between two players who haven't played yet, you don't get the luxury of going through fall camp. You don't mm-hmm. get the luxury of you know, playing a few games and, and seeing what people can do. And I think that Unless that Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Well, here's the thing too. Like I, but, always, it was also a bold bet by Justin Fields. Cause you remember Tate Martell told him not to come to Ohio state. Yes. I, <laughs> I, uh, was watching the clip from that video, uh, oh a few months ago too. And that was, oh, I forgot about that. that was that, that, was that, that Rose bowl you covered the Rose bowl. Yeah. Well, I have a funny story. Uh, Bill and I were both, working at the athletic at the time, right? Or was, yeah, I don't know if it was the first athletic year that he was here or the last cleveland.com we were together. But when we were covering the team together, we used to kind of fight over who got to write certain stories. Right. And, uh, we flipped a coin or played rock, paper, scissors or whatever, like who gets to talk to Tate. Cause that was, and bill won the battle that day. And, uh, I offered bill $10, um, (laughs) American I offered dollars. him 10 bucks cash to give me Martell that day. 
You could throw a and chicken finger like, box on top goes, of that or anything. Yeah, he goes, if you want to pay me to do to do the a story, then by all means. He took my 10, and then Martel said that, and I was like, oh, my God, the best $10 I've ever spent in my entire life. And then I think we, I think that story sold. Uh, it was at least, it was if it wasn't a, over the fence, it was close to 100. So, uh, Landis, I'm sorry that you, it's just these are the things you got to take into account when you're selling story ideas. I tried to buy a story from Sam's con a few weeks ago. He would not sell it to me. Um, the, the kid that, that, uh, committed to Texas behind Arch, that really good story that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was trying to buy that, but I'm a big behind-the-scenes purchaser of ideas. So if you have stories that you're working on that are really good and you and you want to make some bank, I'll, I'll toss I mean, you 50 bucks for an angle. No, no story. Bet on yourself. Bet yep. on Tate yeah. Martell. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And unless, and it it's, like, unless it's to play quarterback. Uh, yeah. But, but here's the other thing, young, young sports writers, aspiring sports writers. There's nothing more valuable than a good idea. Don't sell it for 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's like the person who designed the Nike swoosh got $15. I think it was 25, but yeah. It was 25. Thir- yeah. 35. And it was in the 70s ridiculous. or something. So, yeah. okay, maybe he made maybe that was good money back then, but I'm always uh fascinated by people who sell an idea or an asset for like like the founder movie. I it, I I get like sick to my stomach thinking about how much money those guys got screwed out of. The the actual founders of McDonald's. These are the actual, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. The Ray Kroc. <laughs> oh, it's, they, yeah. That, they that gave him like a million bucks had, and apparently like whatever that, sh- whatever their shit, uh, stake was in McDonald's at the time, that million dollars would be worth like billions and billions of dollars now. Yeah, it's, it, Sucks that movie, suck, I guess. That, that a, movie a, made me, made me mad. Michael Keaton is too good in that movie. Yeah. Because he just made <laughs> the, me angry watching him. The, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was the brilliant one that came across the real estate idea, but he was shady about, you know, the great philosopher, a buddy of mine from college, his name is Blake Slater. And he said this to me, my freshman Does he have year your college. name tattooed on you? Is that him? No, no, that's Michael. Okay. Uh, but okay. <laughs> Blake said, looked at me in the eyes and looked and said, it sucks to suck. And ever since then, like, that's kind of been like, you know, that's a philosophical. <laughs> just don't suck. You know, like, I mean, it, uh, you know, if you're you're smart enough to make the McDonald's business, but you're not smart enough from a business sense, it's like I, you know, you gotta you gotta know what you have here. You know, you're the one who made it. You should know how valuable it is. Well, it it's going to be interesting to see how smart these coaches are and how smart these these players are as they make yep. this decision. You're going to get a lot of people going to the portal and a lot of people saying, "Well, look how many people are going to the portal and not finding a home." Okay. Let's explain who those people are, Max. Like those people that are going to the portal and not finding a home are being pushed out mm-hmm. because they're not going to play and they're not finding a home because they're also not going to play. That is true. I, I looked at, I checked the, uh, you know, going into this window, um, 70% of the guys that are in the portal have already committed or enrolled at the next place. Um, these kids generally do a good job of figuring out where to go. Some of them end up retiring or getting out of football or whatever. Some of them don't realize they're going to end up at a junior college or something like that. And they're kind of waiting for somebody to call them. But um, yeah, generally speaking, like these guys are not, they, you know, 500 of them will not end up sitting on their couch next year. Yeah, it's, but it, it is interesting because I, I think the one thing that has calmed all this is the SEC's rule that says, if you want to go to another SEC school, you got to be in the portal by February 1st, because which they had last year too. And they talked in Destin last year about 
rescinding that rule to to make it more uniform with everybody else. And they're like, nah, because it's it would be as it really it, if you could go SEC school to SEC school right now, the tampering would be through the roof and it would be a zoo this weekend. It would be ridiculous. Yeah. You know, there's another part to this that we're already kind of seeing some hints of like we, we've seen some guys announce they're going to go in the portal. And yeah. one thing that I've noticed um, and Ari, you could speak to to this kind of challenge at, with with blue chip level recruiting. So, like Texas has had a few players, a few freshman players announced they're going to go in the portal. Um, and some of these guys, like you know, played a little bit last year, um, but then Texas just brought in true freshmen this spring who were like ahead of them on the depth chart, right? And so you've got some guys like even one of them, Brandon Thompson's a a top one hundred recruit uh, who just didn't mm-hmm. really pl- play that much last year. Um, you're going to have some guys that just either just got recruited over or just get recruited over a little bit because between portal and high school that then they end up going in the portal pretty early in their career. And I think a lot of people are probably going to want them because that's just kind of, it, it, it's not just at the quarterback spot. Like if you feel like some people are ahead of you and they're younger than you or whatever, like you're going to end up with some pretty good players going in the portal. I remember Marius Mims last year when he briefly went in the portal from Georgia, mm-hmm. that was a big deal. And Georgia yeah. convinced him to stay, but oh, Florida, sometimes Florida when State these guys don't see him. a path to getting on the field. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, when these guys don't really see that path to playing time, even when they're just one year into college, um, they're, they're more liable to bail now. And you got other, and you probably too have other programs that are willing to overspend a scholarship on somebody um, that they might have questions on just wondering if they are going to get a diamond in the rough who hasn't developed yet too. Cause like, I feel like if you're a top 100 player or a top 300 player who bails after their first year, you know, you're still kind of getting in on that ground floor of the development phase and you might, it might be a luxury. It might be something that you actually need, but I would be more willing to spend uh, my scholarship budget on guys like that, especially if I were a middle tier program. Yeah. Like a, like a Walker Howard hits and you're like, he's played one game, but like we know well, yeah, here's what we like, thought of him a year ago, you know, like and it happens in the NFL all the time, like where a, a quarterback or a player gets through his rookie deal and hasn't, you know, I mean, this happened uh, just the other day. The Falcons traded a fifth round pick for Jeff Okuda. Mm-hmm, the guy's right. been in the league for two years and his first year he was hurt. It's like that guy is a is put on earth to play quarterback. I would more than or corner. Sorry, I would I'd pay a fifth round pick this to maybe get the right side of the deal on that one. Um, it really is just like the stock market of players and whether or not you're buying or selling at the right time. And, you know, that is concerning though, too, Max, like how could a top 100 player who's only a freshman or have only been in the program for, you know, nine to 12 months already be passed over? It's like, they, is that just a misevaluation or are the guys that came in that much better? Like it's one, it's one of two things. It's either a misevaluation or you hit the jackpot with the next one at that position. And yeah, that's, but yeah, even and so, that's at a position of receiver, I think that would be alarming. Well, it, Texas is is pretty deep at receiver though because they they got AD Mitchell out of the portal. They got John Worthy, Cook. Worthy's back. Yeah, John Tay Cook's there. Yeah. Remember, Isaiah Nair is still Isaiah there. Come back. Yeah. They they you know he never, he didn't play last year because he was hurt. But Jordan they got Whittington him didn't go pro. Like there's just yeah. all these kind of things contribute to, and even a guy. Um, it's especially with these these guys that are like in their first year too. Like if you have an injury or just like one little thing kind of doesn't go right, um, or you think you're going to get more playing time and blowouts and then you don't or whatever, like it, it can be very you can be like very easily discouraged kind of in that first year about like am I really going to like be a star here or even just like earn a starting job here? Yeah, and that's that's the other thing is a lot of times coaches will will sit that person down and and hopefully be realistic with them. If they think there's potential for them to to break out, say, look, just be patient. It'll happen for you here. You just got to keep working at it. Or 
sometimes they do say, you know what? It may not work out here. Mm-hmm. And and that's when that that person goes in the portal and maybe finds somewhere that that's a little better for them. So we well, will my see main tenant of the portal before you wrap this up. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, we've been doing this long enough where I kind of know when you're ready to go to the next segment. <laughs> but I do I do think that the most interesting thing and my main thought was if you're a program that is relying too much on the portal, that's a bad place to be. Right. But now with the dynamics of coaches being put in positions to make decisions sooner than they otherwise would have. And also young players like that, Max, that you just described. Like, I do think that if you are a portal savant and you like know exactly what you're looking for, but also can pick your spots in the right areas that you could build a really good roster with some staying power. Cause if you, if you, if you're good at getting guys that, you know, were young and aren't just like grad transfers or one year rentals that you could build. I mean, you could build a roster that has some staying power. So I'm very curious if any program is going to be able to, you know, outdo their high school rankings and find a lot of success because they found a lot of diamonds in the rough who left a pro a program before they fully developed and then found their potential elsewhere. Uh, Cause there's some potential there. We're looking at you Ole Miss because we'll see what, what Lane Kiffin does with that that quarterback competition they've got Spencer Sanders is I'm assuming, the only one probably who can leave again because mm-hmm. Jackson Dart was an undergrad transfer. I, I don't think he's graduated. Walker Howard is an undergrad transfer. So Sanders is a graduate. So potentially I, I would assume if, if he doesn't feel like he's going to going to be the guy he could leave. But are you mentioned, you know, Kiffin getting guys like m- most of their offensive linemen are guys they recruited Quinchon Judkins was a guy that they found out of high school who was awesome. So maybe they're the maybe they're the one you're talking about. Well, maybe I sent you guys the, the clip of what Barton Simmons said to me on the Q and A. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah, and yeah. we were texting about it a little bit, but it's like we do celebrate the portal king. But Barton Simmons is, you know, premise or thought processes is that there's something lost in the the translation there because if you're getting a bunch of guys to come in then something's going wrong with the people that you bring in out of high school mm-hmm. or the developmental phase of your program is lacking. And I thought that was an interesting way to look at two, it. Also two, two things. Most people in the portal can't get into Vanderbilt. And most people who got a scholarship to Vanderbilt don't want to give it up. It's true. But it's funny. The incentives are like sort of flipped right now a little bit because you, you mentioned the Ole Miss example. So like Walker Howard's at Ole Miss now um, after his freshman year at LSU they can rest easy knowing Walker Howard's probably going to be in this program for the next few years, right? Maybe if he's not the guy, he'll end up mm-hmm. being a grad transfer. But if this rule is going to be more strict, then you feel like, okay, Walker Howard's part of this program and we've got some time to develop him. How With Quinson Judkins, you have to, for the next, every day for the next two years, you have to be Wonder afraid someone's going to drop a back defense. on him. Absolutely. Yes. You are, you Absolutely. are playing defense. I, so, and I remember at the end of the regular season, like their collective announced they'd resigned him. Like they're going to have to constantly manage because they lucked out and found not lucked out. I mean, they did a great job in recruiting and found a three-star guy who's an absolute stud, but because you found him, now you have to sweat him out every single day until he goes pro that hopefully he's going like to stay in this program. You, you're, you're so right about that. It's like you sweat so much about, you know, your scholarship numbers and the guys that you bring in and how you could, how, what, how many do you need to sign next year and how many people are going to bolt. It's like, it's almost easier to build your team around guys who have more, uh, reason to stay than yeah. guys that you did a good job evaluating because if you are a you know middle tier program 
uh, and you find a first round draft pick who plays right away at a high school, then it's like, okay, well, let's just hope he's not playing for Alabama or Tennessee or Georgia in two years. Like that, that's tough. And if you're Lane and you look at that quarterback room, you know, all of us talk about how is that going to play out and who's going to leave? <laughs> I think if you're Lane, you're probably just like, well, that's their problem. Like, I'm just trying to get the best quarterback play I can possibly get. And whoever s- starts and succeeds, like, I'm going to be yep. good. And then they, the rest of them can figure it out. Well, and like Wisconsin, you know, Phil Longo gets to Wisconsin. He, he grabs Tanner Mordecai out of the portal, presumably for this year, then grabs Nick Evers out of the portal, presumably for later, for, mm-hmm. for the future. But Nick Evers probably transfers to Wisconsin from Oklahoma, knowing that there will be more competition signed next year. That's just, it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're not competing with Jackson Arnold at Oklahoma now, but they're going to find somebody to have you compete with. So it's just that that's the, the nature of the beast. We'll be right back after these words. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Before we we wrap up with Max, though, we got to talk about Max. You and Stuart Mandel last week did a, an update on the Pac-12 meteorite situation. Uh, we, we've seen some more stuff come out about that in the last week or so. Andrew Marshawn from the New York Post had something very interesting on his podcast with John Oran, where uh, Andrew basically said, uh, "Watch Colorado," which I thought was was an interesting uh, nugget because. We've talked about those, we call them four corner schools. Sorry, New Mexico. I, I, know, I don't know if you guys saw Stewart's mailbag, but he got asked why, why New Mexico as a four corner state is being left out of that discussion. But it's a good question. So you guys, you guys mentioned that there'd been a discussion with the CW, but where, where does that stand right now? How, how much longer are we looking at for that to get done? And then if you are a current Pac 12 school, how are you feeling about how long it's taking? <laughs> um, I think that the update at, at this point is that we're talking late spring, early summer in terms of Pac-12 getting a deal done. 
it seems like on the Pac-12 side of the fence, there's not a lot of fear about uh, members uh, bailing on them during or at the end of this process. Um, I, I think we all know that Brett Yormark has been ultra aggressive with this and that I think at this point, um, you know, when, when Andrew Marshawn mentions watch Colorado, it's because I, I think Colorado has been pretty receptive, um, to these conversations with the big 12, uh, uh, you know, the, what, what if we are leaving, does the big 12 make sense? Um, you know, how, how, how could they benefit if they, if they bolt, I think Colorado and Arizona, frankly, are, are the ones that are probably worth watching there. Um, but you kind of can't. That's right. Um, I, I, <laughs> He's like, that's right, dude. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> now I've lost my train of thought. Ari, what are your uh, thoughts? Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I actually don't even remember what you were saying. I just heard Arizona. I went bang. You said that Arizona and, and Colorado are the ones. Sonora dog. Here, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, but, but I, if you were at those, if you're the leadership of those schools, like, it, you know, probably makes sense to sit back and wait and see what the final offer is going to be on this Pac-12 deal. Who are the partners? Is it an acceptable split in terms of linear and streaming? Um, it's not as simple as just, is the money good enough? Obviously, right? Like you have to actually feel good about um, the way that, that, that this TV deal is going to benefit your league for the rest of it. You know, whatever the term is, assuming it's more of a short term thing. Um, so that's the tension right now is um, Brett Yarmark is, is going to keep hustling and keep trying um, to, to persuade, um, you know, them to flip. Um, I don't think he wants to sit back and just wait for, you know, wait 60 days and, um, kind of be the, the life raft for these schools. I think he's, um, going to try and make it happen. Um, and, or, or go in other directions is, with expansion. This is like the football coach that doesn't give up on the player who's committed to the other school. He's like, we're taking us all the way down to signing day. The, uh, it's like, it's like the guy, it's like. This girl keeps telling me she's going to break up with her boyfriend, <laughs> but I don't know when that's going to happen. Or it's if, like, is or she ever. waiting for one more thing to go wrong? Like, I think she likes me, but it's just, you know, it's, that's, they're kind of in that tough limbo right now. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I can't sit here and predict how that deal is going to, you know, what the final shape of that deal is going to be. But, um, you know, certainly these next few weeks and months, um, that's, that's going to be on the radar. I think, Big 12 may look to expand no matter what happens. And I think we know the Pac-12 is in a situation where it seems pretty logical you add at least San Diego State, um, but that there's a timeline to that that's kind of parallel to the uh, the TV deal. So um, this stuff is just kind of in this uncomfortable limbo right now as George Klyavkov tries to figure out a deal that's um, actually acceptable. That feels like a lot of pressure. <laughs> it really does. Doesn't seem because- fun. Because it doesn't look like Fox is is in for them. Although I, I, I either Orin or Marshawn Marshawn said Fox is kind of hanging around, and if if the money comes down to something that they're willing to spend, then that's a different story. But that is that's that's the problem. Is there's a magic money number? It sounds like, but there's also a magic exposure number. Whether that's this much linear, this much streaming, and so I would I, is it a sliding scale, Max? Like. Can you give more money and take less exposure or is there like a minimum threshold of you got to have some games on linear? Yeah, it's a good question. And and then, of course, like if you're going to go in it in this direction of like, say you are going to partner with like an Apple, like how much are you willing to accept, um, you know, it's just like we did in going to a paywall uh, site, right? Like how much are you yes. going to accept that fewer people are going to see it, but you think that it's the right kind of partner or whatever, right? right. Like, so I think it's... Um, you know, there's there's that. And then you have to, you know, 
do this on Apple's terms, which is part partly why this process is taking so long. Um, but you know, ultimately, uh, it's got to be a lot of linear games. It just it just does. I mean, and and, and because everybody else has a lot of linear games. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean that you know what the Big Twelve has at the well, they know we, we don't know exactly how much of the Big Twelve is gonna be on linear. I imagine there's there's a significant bunch of games on ESPN mm-hmm. plus in this next deal, but Fox doesn't have that component. So anything that's on Fox or FS1 is is on your cable or over the air. And then obviously the best games are still gonna be ESPN games on, on ESPN. So that's the they know that's mm-hmm. kind of the minimum, I think. But it's also uh, bigger picture. Like, uh, it's not like Brett Yarmark. There's not a lot. There's not a lot to negotiate here, right? I mean, yeah. it's not like okay, Colorado, Arizona, we'll give you forty a year if you come over or something like that. It's not. Right. I mean, the, the number is what it is, yeah. and so it's ultimately about like, do you buy the vision of of Brett Yarmark so far? Who you know is an ideas guy who's trying to be very aggressive, trying to do a lot of different things, things the Big Twelve just hasn't done in the past. Do you buy kind of where he's trying to take this thing over the rest of the decade, or do you um, do you believe enough in in sticking together? Um, obviously there's a league that really values their academic allegiances and all that kind of stuff. Um, do you, do you feel like it's an okay enough deal to take a short term thing and, and get through to the end of this decade? I suppose. Um, if, if, you know, I think that's ultimately like kind of the part of the pitch here is like, do you like what we're doing and do you want to be part of it? Or do you want to going to stay put and, and accept whatever that deal ends up being and whatever the consequences are? Well, we get to talk about this for a few more months, despite it's crazy. Cause like the Arizona president, he said a few times, oh, it, it, we think it's going to be done by March. Then he comes back, no, later in the spring. And, and now it sounds like it go into the summer. So, yeah, we're, we're just going to have to keep checking back in on this deal because it doesn't, it doesn't appear there's any end in sight right now. Let us move to our finale. Max, this is the first time you've been on with us since we added the, the trivia question at the end of every show. Everybody's entitled to ask one. Everybody's entitled to answer the category today is stage names. So you can give the real name and then ex- and then have us give you the stage name. Or you can give the stage name and see if we can get the real name. It is up to you. I have a few. I've written down a few. Yeah, I have a few because I have a feeling we some, some of ours might co- coincide. So, uh, But I've got three. Okay. And uh, are you, you, got, you got yours? I've got three. I've got okay. three. I've got three. All right. All right. Everybody's got three. So hopefully we, we don't have too much too much overlap. Ari, you want to go first? Uh, Sure. I'm going to do the, sta- the stage names. And we tell you the real name? Or no, the, the stage names. And you. Wait, I, no, I no, want to no. say real name and you have to guess who the famous person okay. is. But all right. That's fine. Okay. All right. Then we'll all do it the same way then. I'll give okay, the real good. name and then you figure out who it is. And I got one okay. specifically just for you, Andy. Oh, boy. Okay. Who is William Leonard Roberts II? Is that Willie that's Nelson? not for you. This isn't this isn't the one that's tailored for you. This oh, okay. is just another one. Willie Nelson's real name is Willie Nelson, I think. Um, William Leonard Roberts. Do you think I would pick Willie Nelson anyway? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta judge the person who's asking too. That's true. That's it's true. probably not gonna be uh, somebody yeah. from the Beatles. Yeah. Well, their names are actually their names. Yeah. Are, yeah. <laughs> William Leonard Roberts. Yeah. 
I have no idea who this is. Max, do you know? I, Max? No. That's Rick Ross. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Very nice. <laughs> I'm doing Florida. Okay. And here's All the right. one that's specifically okay. for okay. Andy. All right. Armando Christian Perez. Oh, that's Pitbull. Okay. Pitbull. <laughs> yeah. That one I know. <laughs> I thought, I, you, I thought you were going to do Plies because Plies was actually a, a very good high school football player and is like a seven on seven coach now. No, I just know so, you're, you have an affinity so, for Pitbull. And then the okay. last one is Olivia Jane Cockburn. I know this one. Go for it. Is it Olivia Wilde? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't know that about her uh, I, until yeah, five you, minutes ago. So. That's probably one you got to change. That's what Probably, my favorite you know, thing I have, about. I have some friends who live on a, on a Cockburn Street in Austin, but they say it's Coburn. I don't know how. I don't know. You know. Oh well, that's that what the, they, um, the Illinois basketball player Kofi Coburn, but he spells yeah, it C O C K B U R. He was so. not from. He's no, foreign, not from this so, country. Like, I yeah. can understand why why his name might be pronounced differently. But the thing I love about this podcast the most is you can come for college football, but you can learn that Olivia Wilde's actual name is Olivia Cockburn. So like that. That's a. Can you imagine middle step. school for Olivia Wilde? That was that must have been horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. I've got. I'm. I'm gonna go easy to difficult here. Okay. Okay. All right. First right. one. I feel like you guys should be able to get. Carlos Estevez. That is um, Charlie Sheen. Correct. I almost said Emilio Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is Emilio's brother. People okay. Yeah. There Charlie also, Sheen. I, also, I have yeah. to change. I have to change one of mine because I had. Uh, I had Ramon Antonio Gerardo Estevez. Mm. Which is Martin Sheen's real name? Martin Sheen. Yeah, that one's a, that's a that's a wild one. Um, yeah. Okay. I love how they all had like family. They still shared the last name though, the fake well, I, last name. I like that Emilio is like, screw you guys. I'm using my name, and I'm still gonna be in Young Guns. That's true. That's true. I don't I don't know how they made that fam- those I'm family be, decisions. I'm gonna be Gordon Bombay on the switch. I don't know there. like what my my family's stage name would be. <laughs> okay, famous famous one here. Marion Morrison. Oh, that is uh it's a it's a rapper, right? Uh, no. No, no, not a rapper. Mm. Marion Morrison. I can barely get their stage names correct. So like I'm this is the worst category for me. <laughs> uh it's a good no. game, but it's hard to who who, who is that? Marion Morrison changed his name to John Wayne. That's John. Oh wow. Oh man. Yeah. I for I'd forgotten that that John Wayne was not his real name. Wow. That's a wild one. Um lastly, this is a you have no chance at this, but I I think it's great. Mark Sinclair. Uh Return of the Max Singer Mark Morrison. I don't know. <laughs> Mark Sinclair went in a different direction. Probably a good one. Vin Diesel. Wow. <laughs> That is so much you better. You mean to tell me that Vin Diesel's name is not actually Vin Diesel? Question is, though, once you make that, like, so then when you have kids and stuff, do you, I guess you just adopt Diesel, you change all the paperwork, all that stuff, or are they the Sinclairs? Like, what do you well, do? Well, I, I would think you it'd actually be better as a celebrity. You know, it's interesting, uh, in in our business, I, I, you know, the, some of the, the ladies who are on TV, like, if, if you'll get a, fa- here's a Facebook person you might know. You have mm-hmm. 87 mutual friends and you'll see the, the first name and then you don't recognize the last name and you realize, oh, they go by their their maiden name professionally and their married name in real life, like on all their documents. And, mm-hmm. and so they can actually yeah, my wife does that. My wife yeah, does they that can too. actually yeah. exist so that if if, you know, your name's all over TV, 
you, you're not putting that on Facebook. Well, the question if, that I have always had is if you have a stage name, how do you introduce yourself to people in real life? Yes. Like that to me is like, does Charlie Sheen say, hey, I'm going to have to have we're going to have to have PFT commenter on and see because that was Charlie a whole thing when does. when his identity got revealed by Deadspin or some some place. And, uh, you know, because I've met him in real life and I don't remember getting introduced to him by by his real name. Yeah, it's like so. how does Arnold Palmer order an old Arnold Palmer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you see, you mix the lemonade and the iced tea. I'll just right, have but, but like when you're hanging out, Andy, you know, people are not like, "Hey, Eric, do you want something?" Like they're not like just casually. I've, ne- I've doing never that, seen right? that happen. Yeah, yeah, I would. So, so yeah, that is uh, that's his dead brother. You didn't not 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 <laughs> so, but but yeah. So all right, I I lost Martin Sheen, so I'm gonna add a really easy one. This okay. this one okay. this one you guys should should be able to get right away. Reginald Dwight. Oh, you already told me this one before we tape. I don't know. I'll let Ari do it. Reginald he's been Dwight. Ni- he's been knighted. If that helps. It doesn't. That's Elton John. What I still don't know what that means. You don't know who Elton John is. I know who Elton John is. I don't know what knighted means. <laughs> he's a knight, like. The the Queen like of the England round table, Ari, you know? made her made him a knight. Like is that like a, that's a ceremonial thing? That's not like a thing. Like that's like well, a, it's not an American. It's thing. like getting an honorary degree from a university. It, it it's like well, a little higher than that. It's it's not like winning the presidential medal of freedom or, or anything. Well, let me it's ask you quite, this: Is that the clue but, that would have been like, oh, Elton John? Like wait, wait, I think most. To- I think that's one of the stage names, like one of the real names that that most. I don't know. Most people know. A lot of people would know that name. Yeah. So I thought for a second Ari was asking like, "What is an Elton John?" Yeah, exactly. No, I know who Elton. But John you, is. you, you know that it, a British citizen who achieves something monumental, like there's a chance that the the royal knight family him. will will yeah. knight them. So if you yeah. ask somebody who knew who Elton John was but didn't know his real name, and then you said, "Here, this will give it away. He's been knighted," they'd be yeah, like, "Yeah, Sir oh, Elton John." That's Elton John. I mean, like. How many people are knighted on an annual basis there? That's a good question. Not a ton. Let me Google that. <laughs> okay. I just I I'm I'm trying to learn more about Yeah. I but offended a-, a bunch of British people on a cruise I went on a few years ago, so I'm like trying my best to <laughs> How how did you offend them? I need I this story now. To the Queen of England as a mascot, and they got really upset with me. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, what's it like to have to pay your taxes to a glorified mascot who doesn't do anything? You're not and wrong. They- you're not wrong. Listen. And, yeah, that I've that, been there, that, Ari. My my wife was very. And then, and then Ari's Diana like, if you didn't like it, you should have won the war. Yeah. I just don't understand this whole royal family thing of like. I don't either. They, you are paying your like. If could you imagine in America if we had tax money that just went to some random family that got to be in the press all the time and live lavishly and had no the responsibility because they were just like our number one celebrity. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, it's like I mean, and it's like imagine like if like ten percent. Uh, or like one yeah, percent of every this, check this, that you made gets funneled to Kanye. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> yeah, we're clawing that back now. Yeah. All right, I got two. Yeah, more. I guess you can't say Kanye anymore, right? You should. You should get this one, Ari. This is. I feel like this is a very. Every easy time one. you say that, it makes it less likely I'm going to get it. Max, I, I think Max will know it too. O'Shea Jackson Senior. That's easy. Oh. uh... His son's a great actor, by the way. It is. He is. And his son played his dad. I know this. Mm-hmm. 
One of his characters once got fired for stealing boxes. Oh, on I, his day I, off. I know what it is now because Bill Landis sent me a text that said Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Dollaby? Good looking out, man. <laughs> Dollaby lurking. I know Let's that. go. Yeah, I did know that, but you know, Landis do, is lurking. Do you think that Tate Martell came up and like there was some signal in Bill's ear that said he needs to log on to the Oh, somebody texted Bill, was, Bill and if, was like, uh, you're being slandered here for Landis. For, I don't know for if profiting you were off this whole time. Tate Martell. I told him the story about the time I bought the Tate Martell story from you at the Rose Bowl <laughs> when he went off and popped off at Justin Fields and how that was the best ten bucks I've ever spent. So thanks, buddy. I still you're still with me. Uh, All right, what, what somewhere? One more before we let everybody go enjoy their weekend. Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata. Oh, come on, that's easy. All right, you got to get this one. I don't know anything about celebrities. Like this isn't my forte. Say it again. Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata. Is it Angelina Jolie? Nope. Her it's real name Lady is Gaga. Angelina Jolie. It is Lady Gaga, as Max said. It is, how do people that is know correct. this? Like how? Like where do you think you got that? Landon <laughs> just sent me Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> this man knows his trivia. I'll, I'll so give him that. Uh, well, for Star Is Born, she got nominated for stuff. So mm-hmm. like they they mentioned the real names on that kind of stuff. I am yeah. not cool and have no life and therefore just I just things. don't consume the media that would usually lend yourself to learning those things. I'm just like, fascinated by by yeah. by that. Like why you would do that. Like the the John Wayne thing. Being named Marion trying to be a tough guy actor probably not going to work in that day and age. Like I understand that now. But but I find that very interesting. Ari, it, it means nothing to you. You're looking for action. I'm not looking yeah. for action. I'm what just, would your stage name I'm be, I'm just getting by. Oh. I, when I was looking for the uh, questions or the answers to these questions, they have the calculator on there, and I thought we should all do it. Like where it t- tells you like what month you were born on, what street you're on, and then it like spits out your stage. I, f- I feel like Young Gravy would have been great, but now it's taken. Young Gravy would have been good. <laughs> that would have been good well, for that me. Is, that is famously how Donald Glover did it, right? He just did some website. Yeah. Well, Ch- and Childish Gambino is a, is a hell of Incredible. a name. Yeah. Yeah. Stage name generator. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> okay. I'm a millennial. <laughs> I'm looking at the the one I have has your favorite TV character, your real first name, your real last name, the name of a criminal, something very pleasant, an adjective to describe your music, and the name of your favorite childhood pet. I have no idea where that one's going. Okay, my. Well, there's a lot of questions in this thing. Holy crap. Do you have a bucket list? Uh, don't know. My name, my my name is Mark Manchester. <laughs> Mark Manchester. <laughs> that sounds tremendous. That sounds like the name of a British boy band member. Yeah, like you're you're the who I am. you're the third option in a British boy band. Like if yeah. if, if it in one direction there'd have been like Harry Styles, Niall Horan, Mark Mark Manchester. I'm reading the comments of this test, and a lot of people got Manchester for a last name. So, uh oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. <sighs> I hope yeah. to be better at the next uh, trivia category. And uh, thanks, Bill, for trying to help me out. If this were high school, I would have taken the answers and I would have submitted them and not told you the truth. But I'm trying to not cheat anymore. Well, I, I think that's good. I think we're, we're grow- learning and growing. We, we work on the honor system here. So 
All right, we'll all we'll all find out our rap names. We'll post them later. I'm thinking, I'm thinking mine should be. I, I always liked uh, Ron Mexico is a good one. Maybe I'll see if we can bring. That I mean, up. I think that's taken though. <laughs> <laughs> so is Joey Freshwater. Joey Freshwater would be a great rap name. Yes, that would be would. tremendous. Yes. Full slab. If we were back in the '80s and I was a DJ, I think full slab would be perfect. Did you have a nickname like in college, like on the team and stuff? No, uh, no. Uh, in high school, it was professor. Hmm. It was it was not kind. That but, that, but not, then Ann one was made not that said cool. with, it was not said with love. No, <laughs> right, yeah, right. The professor for Ann one at the that time professor. was probably in yeah, middle that's school. A, that's a winner. Yeah. So no, it was it was not because of that. It was uh, it was because I was a, a nerd. So, but no, that I yeah, that's but I, I I still I still embrace that nickname. I'll take it. But no, I I don't. They have to come up with a good rap name. So we'll do that next week. Ari's going to the Elite 11. Monday, Max and I talking to Matt Rule. Tuesday, Ari going to break down the Elite 11 for us. And, Just and a we'll regional, his, but yes. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get his rap name. He's going to, you know, he's in Dallas, hometown of Vanilla Ice. Real name, Robert Van Winkle. So I'm sure you can come up with a good one. We'll talk to you then. Didn't know that one. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.